Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, elder candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. So man, it's been a, it's been a busy week for us. Yep, pretty busy. Moving. I have to move. Yep. We're moving. My, my mom and dad live with us. My grandma lives with us. Four kids, a dog named Lucifer. We got all this stuff going on, a new house, closer to the church. Mm-hmm. I felt like I've had very little time for anything. Yeah. And um, it's, I'm missing out. Like the Bourne movie just came out. And yeah. I wanted to see that, and that's not going to happen probably maybe later or something. It's been, uh, it's been tiring, but it's been good. What about you? What's been going on with you? Um, well, I don't know if you know, uh, Pastor Pat and I already went and saw the Bourne movie last night. Dude, you... We all talked about going and seeing that together. Yeah, I know, but it was uh, Pat and I like to. Pat and I, <laughs> seriously, you I guys know. always go to the movies without me. Yeah, well, hey, 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 slow, slow, watch it there. No, okay. you guys go and see movie. You went and saw Batman versus Superman. And, well, that and we, uh, I think we saw another one. Uh, we yeah. saw Star Wars. Yeah, I wanted to see that one too. Yeah, listen, don't get short with me, JoJo Baggins. Oh, short. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> All I'm saying is, Pat and I went and saw the movie. We enjoyed it. We took our wives yeah. out. Yeah, oh, I, that, we, and we, we could... then we went out afterwards and hung out and talked. Okay. And great. Yeah, it was fantastic. Awesome. What do we talk yeah. about today? Uh, well, today we're going to talk about hospitality. Oh, oh. Yeah, see? Not very, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not feeling very hospitable, are you? <laughs> 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 no, I, I knew you were going to. I knew you guys could go. We couldn't go with you to the movies. We invited you, and I Pat know. even like texted you yep. before we bought the tickets to yep. say, hey, man, double check in. Are you sure you guys cannot make if it? If we weren't moving this weekend, we absolutely would have loved to have gone, and uh, we will go and see, uh, uh, what's his name? The Jason Bourne. Jason Bourne. We will, we will eventually go and see Jason Bourne make America great again. So that's what we're going to do. No, that's not what it's called. But that's what it means. No, it's not what it I'm means. I'm pretty sure that's what it means. No. Ha- have you seen it? Uh, yeah, I saw it oh, last that, night. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to talk about hospitality. Once again, we have not discussed this. We nope. don't have a script or anything. Mm-hmm. But uh, hospitality is such a major biblical idea yeah. and such an important part of the Christian life. And it is something that we see really flourishing at Redeemer in a number of, of families and a number of our homes that uh, we thought, well, let's talk about this and yeah. try and encourage each other and those that are listening in being hospitable. So where do you want to start? Well, uh, I'm not any good at it, so why don't you start? I'm also not very good at it. I uh, I really We should have Pat on here because he's very good at it. Pat and uh, Brian. Brian. He's so Pastor Brian is really good at it, too. Those guys are really great at hospitality. I am the guy that, um, with our neighbors, and so I've preached about this before, um, with you our pre- neighbors. preach about it? Well, I've said it. I've shared it. I've confessed. Did you, did I've you confessed, preach it? Well, yes. I confessed to the church my lack of hospitality. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our neighbors back here, my wife is fantastic at it. She's inviting everyone over, all the kids, all their, their parents, and, you know, everyone wants to come on over, and I don't like them coming over. I don't like them coming over, having a bonfire, eating my food, yeah. uh, drinking my drink. bourbon. Uh, drinking your drink? Drinking my drink and smoking my cigars. I'd rather go to their house and eat their food and drink their beer. But let's be honest. It's not as good as what you got here. Yeah, but that's 
this is my fortress of solitude. This is where <laughs> I go to recharge and spend time with my family. Uh, I ain't got time to be meeting with people and talking with people and inviting people into my home. Well, that's, that's how, what I tell myself. No, but that's how most Americans think, right? That's how most of us think. Like we come home, we close the garage door, we bring up the drawbridge, yeah. and we sequester ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And it is it is a time to finally everybody's working. Usually, moms and dads are both working. Yeah, they they finally get home, and all they want to do is watch some TV shows and go to bed if they have that's time right. for that. The idea of being hospitable. It is taxing. Just the idea. I'm going to have people over and take care of them. That's right. That's hard. Yeah. It doesn't come natural to some people. No. Maybe not to most. Maybe. Yeah. I, yeah. Maybe not to most. I feel like that's cop out. I feel like maybe it does become natural to most and we are the ones that are just selfish. See, I think it doesn't come natural to most because of sin in our hearts. I think we are naturally wired to be selfish. Now, some people are are really good at this. But I think it's the gospel that teaches us to be hospitable. Okay. I think I think it's I think it's the 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 Christian faith that pushes us towards it so that um when I see a non-Christian being hospitable, mm-hmm. I am seeing the image of God in them. Right? Okay, so then let's let's first before we get there, why don't okay. we talk about what it means to be hospitable? What does hospitality really look like, Joe? Like is it just inviting people over for food and drinks and fellowship? Or is there something else to it? I, I do think that that is sort of at the heart of it. Um, the way that I've explained it before is that hospitality is treating outsiders like insiders. Mm. It's welcoming people into your home yeah. and really, in, at least in, in a small way, into your life, sometimes in a very big way. But it's at least in a small way inviting people who are outsiders in some way into your life that you might include them and bless them. And this is something that some people, some people just have open homes. They're mm-hmm. natural to it. They're very good at it. And then some of us have more closed homes. Uh, we're just naturally more private and yeah. maybe, um, what's the word? Apprehensive for people to come in. Yeah, right. We're, we're introverts. Yeah. And, and it's harder. It takes a little bit more effort for some of us. Which is, I mean, I think would be shocking to people uh, who don't know you, Joe. To I think there's an impression of you out there that you're just this extrovert right. that loves being outside, out with people, um, hanging out with people all day, when the reality is, I know for you, uh, you're naturally an introvert that values your alone time and your time with uh, just Jen and, and your family. And even just by myself. Just by yourself, yeah. <laughs> I would rather put my earbuds in and listen to heavy metal and read the Bible uh, that recharges me mm-hmm. and I love being around people, but it's much more taxing and yeah. it's, it's, it makes me tired. What makes what makes it taxing about it though? Uh, because people are uh, annoying. All right. Now what really makes it taxing? I, I think for me, it's that, um, you know, just, it's just the act of like, okay, I'm, I've, I've got to take care of them. I've got to put them first. I've got to deny myself. Um, I think those, those, those biblical Christian values, um, are hard. You know, my, my natural inclination is on a sinful level to focus on myself, but then maybe on a natural level, just the way I'm wired, it's, um, it is, it is a, an, an awkward moment for me. Like, I don't know. What am I supposed to say? Yeah. Uh, I got to keep the conversation going. What happens if the conversation, what if somebody's like me and I invite an introvert over and they have nothing to say and I have nothing to say. And we just sit there staring at each other or staring at our phones. Right. It's uh, well, can we do that? Cause that's okay. 
I've got a lot I of do stuff. That. I, I do that often. I can do I can look at my phone. I feel so awkward. Like people come over and I'm like, I got to keep the conversation going. I got to keep them entertained. Right. Um, I got to make sure that they're happy or that they're, they got their cup is not empty or that right. the plate is not empty and now when they're I having d- a good time. And I find when I'm doing it, there is blessing in it and it's great, but it, it, is, it is very tiring for me. Um, but my natural inclination is to just earbuds in, mm-hmm. do, my, do my own thing. So I have to push myself. Push yourself to, to be hospitable. So you said what hospitality is, is treating an outsider as if they're an insider. Right. Um, so what are some ways that we can do that? Or what, what are some ways we can strive for that? I think maybe one, or go ahead, you were about to say something. No, I'm just thinking like for, for me and for people like me, maybe you, mm-hmm. that you know, First Peter 4.9 says that we're supposed to show hospitality to one another without grumbling. So the very first thing right, is... Now I'm convicted because I grumble a lot. Right? Well, because it's fun. We talk to ourselves about it. Like, what the heck, man? I got to have these people over and I got to do this and I got to, you know... I got to take off their shoes. And hey, you know what? Side note. If you're going to go to someone's house, take off your shoes. No, don't take off your shoes. No, I am pro oh, no, shoes no off. No taking off shoes the shoes. come off. What are you, Chinese? No, you taking off the shoes? No, that's not, no I don't want... I don't want you When I go over to somebody's dirt, house, no, no. I don't want to take off my dirt, shoes. You're walking around. Your shoes are dirty. My shoes you, aren't dirty. Your shoes are dirty, Joe. And you get marks on my carpet and on my floor. Just take your right, shoes look. off at the beginning, at the door. See, when I invite people over... I don't want them to take off their shoes. I want them to be comfortable. I'm not worried about my carpet. That's comfortable. It's comfy to have No, man, nobody wants to take off their shoes. Watch their face. Yes, they do. Okay, Jimmy, when people come over and they're like, hey, man, thanks for having us over. And you're like, right, cool. Check those shoes, son. Okay, I don't when say, you it say like that. that, that when you like say that, watch them roll their no, eyes like, no, oh, see, my no, gosh. No, I don't do it like I gotta that. I got to take off my shoes. Here's what I do. If they, if, first of all, I make sure there's a bunch of shoes at the door. So when they walk in, they subliminally so, think. So they think there's like 50 people there. So they're like, oh, yeah, I better take my shoes off. And if they don't, as they're going around, I'm like, hey, man, it's good to see you. Man, nice shoes. And I'll just say it like that. And then I'd be like, thanks, man. They're, yeah. cro- they're Crocs. Then I'll say to you, <laughs> then, then I'll later on, I'm like, hey, man, that's cool. You got your shoes on. Are you sure you're not comfortable if they're off? You don't want them tracking that fecal bacteria in here from the bathroom that they were in at the gas station. That's what you're saying. Well, I don't know. That's, I, that's, that's what that, it is. No, but that did that's not cross my mind. Well, I was that's thinking what I'm the thinking. dirt outside. Okay. But, but I'm not worried about the dirt outside. You went to a level that I was not anticipating. So here's the thing. Like the, the tendency is for some of us to yeah. grumble about opening our home and our lives. That's but right. this is what Jesus did. I just People came up to Jesus and they're like, what are you about? And he's like, come and see. Spend time with me. Yeah. He opened up his life to them to come and see. So I, I think that, that the value of hospitality is not just in taking care of your neighbor and loving yeah. your neighbor. That is definitely a, a major thrust. Loving your neighbor means bringing them in. And this has been, it's been this way you know, throughout the Bible. In Levit- Leviticus 19, uh, 19.34, it says, You shall treat the stranger and sojourns uh, with you as natives yeah. among you, and you shall love him as yourself, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt, and I am the Lord your God. So this idea of hospitality is deeply embedded in the Christian ethic. It's deeply yeah. embedded in biblical truth. And what we're doing when we do this is not just loving our neighbors. We are showing them implicitly a picture that God welcomes the stranger. Mm. God welcomes those who are not his people yeah. to come in and be his people. So it's it, a gospel it, issue. I, I do think it is a gospel issue, which makes it so convicting to me because you know, for the people that I'm maybe close to or friends with, it's like, yeah, come on over. We're going to have a good time. 
but they're already insiders. Yeah, it's easy. It's easy to have your friends over. I can have Fofo and Michelle over. It's like that. That's fine. I can have Pat and Cheryl over. It's it's fine. It's easy. That's easy. It, but the person that maybe I, they're not in my community group, yeah. or I'm not already have in a deep relationship with them, to have them come over is harder. Yeah. But it can be just as beautiful and just as brilliant. And it's I think it's beautiful and brilliant when we're authentic. What do you mean? Well, I guess I I have this tension that I live with and. You know, my house is a lived-in house. Oh, yeah, it is. What? 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 My house is a lived-in yeah, house. Yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> Michelle does all she can, you know, and- Your uh, house looks amazing, by the way. It well, really that's does. because Michelle works really hard at, you know, uh, cleaning and keeping the kids in order. And, I mean, they mess things up. They terrorize. Kids are awful. They destroy they ruin my house. Things. They leave Legos everywhere. They draw on the walls. They have picked the wall off. Have you seen the drywall in my living room? Oh, no. Pat has. He's allowed in my house. You haven't oh. seen it yet. One day you will. But there's drywall in my house that my kid, like this spot where my kids just start picking at the paint and peeling it. Are they all- trying to get out? It sounds like they're trying to get out. No, I just don't know what it is, but they, they just have this obsession with destroying things. They do that. And kids are like serpents in the garden. That's it. What? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say a thorn in our flesh. Is that really where I thought you were going with that? No, but it's, it's way worse. It's way worse. But no, I mean, the house is a lived in house and we have to be okay with that. Be authentic with, with, you know, I, I feel bad because I, I, I think I sometimes put pressure on Michelle, you know, so like, hey, people are coming over. That first floor better be cleaned. Well, why don't, why don't you do it? Because I'm, I'm out and about. I'm, I'm very spiritual. <laughs> I am handling the things of the Lord. Joe. Oh, I see. You know, uh, but if I'm home, I help out, right, you know, no. uh, but. Well, I, the problem, part of this is, and listen, this is not me passing judgment on women, but buckle up. Um, this is, okay. I don't know where you're going with this, and I'm a I, little bit afraid. In speaking with women at the church. They are many of them mm-hmm. are very afraid of other women coming to their ho- other women coming to their house yeah. because they're afraid that they're going to be judged yes. based on how clean, neat, organized, or how nice quote unquote think dollar signs things are. Now, dudes generally don't like if I'm having somebody over, I'm not thinking about that. If a guy comes over, I'm not thinking like, oh man, are they going to think my carpet is nice enough, or are they thinking mm-hmm. it's going to be clean enough? I'm thinking like, are we going to have a good time? That's basically yeah. what I'm thinking about. But a lot of women that I've talked to are concerned that they're going to be evaluated and judged based on what the home looks like. And, and I think that's unfair. It is I think unfair. it's unfair because women, especially women that are staying at home, uh, or even women, uh, women that have career probably as sure. well, that their, their houses are, are their houses are lived in. They know. They know. Like their kids are running around. They're making a mess. They're doing everything they can to keep everything in order. It's not going to be spotless. It's no. not going to be perfect. But they have. What, unfortunately, there's this expectation upon them right. that if they're going to be hospitable, your house has to be pristine. And I don't think that's fair. And I don't think that's right. No, it's not right. And, th- and that's the message. Is is listen. The people that you're inviting over, if 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 they shake their heads at your hospitality at your hospitality yeah. because they think that your house doesn't measure up, well, that's on them. That's on them. That's not that's and, not right of them. And that's, that's definitely that's a judgment that they should not be having. Right. And it it certainly shouldn't be true of any Christian. Coming That's into right. a home. And I, I mean, I know like the, the women in our church, like they're afraid that they're going to be judged. And what I say is if you walked into somebody's house, would you judge them? No. And they say, no, of course not. Well, then what, 
don't worry about the ladies coming over because they're they're not but there is this external unfair pressure yes. on the home looking a certain way and because generally traditionally the expectation that the house looks a certain way is laid upon the women that's right and they, it's not right and it's it. not fair right well especially since you ain't helping and you ain't helping what oh i'm not going to you want me to bring it up what what up there ain't nothing to bring up chairs back deck chairs back deck yeah new man house. we got nice our new house we have this sweet furniture out there we put it all together well hold on when you say really we good. what do you mean like like i mean like the royal we okay what does that mean like we, the royal we, we, we put it together so like royal we is like we are royalty except the queen yes she put those chairs together that's the one yeah, <laughs> no i i shout out to jen those chairs are amazing my wife is just awesome and um yeah so definitely she is she is she is much more wired that's right towards some of that stuff that, that so I is my am. wife yep so I, I think you know we need to encourage each other in this risk being judged to be hospitable. I don't see. I feel like I understand what you're saying on that. I, I guess I'm going back to this authenticity. I find it refreshing to go into a home that is normal. Of course, I feel I find it refreshing because I feel like one, they're confident in themselves, and I think two, they're comfortable with me. Right. That they don't have to fake it. They don't have to try to lie uh, and try to put up an appearance mm-hmm. that is not true. Because, you know, you've been to my house. You see it. Um, as as great of a job as Michelle does, my kids terrorize well, yeah, and from I time think to time. Most of us get that. But if the fear is, for some people, I'm going to be judged. Yeah. Well, then that's worth the risk. Because hospitality, I mean, uh, I mean, there's there's so many verses here. Um, in Titus one eight, be hospitable, mm-hmm. a lover of good, self controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. I mean, think we think lover of good, self controlled, we're all agree, but hospitality, like, yeah. that's one of these things that God expects of us. And so, if somebody who isn't thinking in the right way is going to judge us, that's okay. We're, yeah. We should be much more concerned about what God thinks about what we're doing than what a neighbor might think about us doing yeah but no, i'm with you i i go i go into a house or a garage or you know well, what do you mean garage what's wrong with my garage well you know you're, no you're, i know that's why you brought it up because my no, garage I, is in disarray I, no it's not in disarray yes it is well you've got some stuff you got some about. stuff but that's just are the those way I got... snow boots are those wait it's it's summer why yeah, do you those have... are my snow boots i why leave are your garage. snow boots out i leave summer. them in the garage you want to put those away no because if are I those go... sleds that that's a sled yes okay so what else you got a lot of things. I have a lot of things, things in here. I got tires over there. No, but it, but it's, it's what I do. It's good, like like because like you said, this is real life. Yeah, and we don't live on the pages of you know Home and Garden or yeah. whatever those magazines are. We don't we don't live in a sitcom where everything is put away. It's real life. And listen, if you've got more than one, even if you've got one kid, it can be really hard. Uh, you've got three. I've got four. That means things are going to be jacked. Yeah, especially with your kids. Oh, my kids are bad. They leave. You look at our front yard. It looks it's redneck central. Half of your kids? No, pretty much all of them. No, I refuse to believe that. Oh, totally. No, even no. Even the older ones. Yeah, Catherine. No, yep. no. She does. You're making she'll, it up. Catherine will say like, "Hey, I'm going to do a project," but she won't ask us. And so then she'll go outside and she'll start spray painting something on the driveway without a tarp. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Poor Catherine. And it's okay. It's all right. Like, come this on. This is over. our house. This, this is, is our family. Is. This is yeah. what it is. You want to? She's think having that, fun. She's being creative. It's all right. We let our kids jump all over the furniture, and they're all all of our furniture's broken. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you know we're buying new furniture now, and hopefully now that they're a little it'll bit last older, two weeks. It'll, well, that one lasted fifteen years, but it was, you know 
Except but it's it, broken. It's broken. It was broke after what? Three weeks? Uh, a couple years. Two years. Pretty much. When you had kids. I still have kids. I know, but I'm saying like you got them before you had kids. Yeah. Then you had kids. Yeah. Three years later, Pretty and then quick. they broke. Pretty quick. Once they could start jumping, they, it broke. Things were broken. All right. So going back to treating an outsider as if they're an insider. Um, yeah. Your, your question was, what does that look like? That's it. Because I think that's important to know. So, because I don't know. I think, like, I, like for example, um, Brooke Parson is, okay. um, is a well-known Christian guy. He's a pastor at uh, St. Andrews uh, with R.C. Sproul. Mm-hmm. Um, he's over there at Ligonier, a brilliant theologian, great pastor. Is that the dude from NSYNC? Okay, we're not going there. But, but no, is that the one or no? I'm not going to comment on that. No, no, no. Uh, okay, never... everybody can Google it. How about that? I didn't know if that was him or Denny Burke. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> Denny Burke ain't dancing and singing. <laughs> Look saying. at Denny Burke. Well, no, I'm oh, asking. Come on. Come on. It's a serious question. So treat me like an insider. Uh, then, yes, he was one of the original members of a boy band. In sync? I'm just saying that uh, I think it was before that. Backstreet Boys? Anyways. Backstreet Boys. Ah. So Google it. Burke, Burke Parson is a, a, a reputable godly man great theologian and one night at a conference he asked me to hang out with him he invited me to hang out with him and to have good discussion and he i really felt cared for by him he it's like he welcomed me into his life and we had great conversation and we shared a meal and all this stuff and it was Mm -hmm. he he went out of his way to embrace me and I think that's really at the heart of hospitality. And yeah. now what that looks like can look different based on where you're at. We were at a conference. We were walking around the city of Chicago. Um, for us to practice hospitality at our home is I met a man. Uh, I knew a couple, an older couple in our neighborhood, uh, very much seniors. And I ran into the gentleman one night, and he's, 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 got, a, he's got a great Gandalfian beard. It's this white long beard. Yeah. And, you know, the guy's like... So you know Jesus loves him. He's like 190. And uh, I said, where's your wife? And he told me, he goes, my wife passed last week. And I said, no, no, I just saw her last week. And he said, yeah, mm. it was fast. And I remember the next Sunday at church, it, it was relevant to the message. And I said, you guys need to check up on me to make sure that I am bringing this I remember that, older yep. gentleman into my home yep. and befriending him because I'm not naturally wired that way. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, uh, wow, Jay Muckerchin and all mm-hmm. these guys said, hey, do you ever have that guy, Dave? And Dave comes over for every holiday, yeah, Thanksgiving, 4th of July, everything. He is there. Christmas, he is in Easter, he's in our house. And we love this guy, and he's become a part of our family. He brings his sister with him now. Mm-hmm. I think he might bring in his girlfriend, too. <laughs> I think she's his girlfriend. Um, so what it can look like, make it, letting them be a part of, of a holiday, it, yeah. it can mean, hey, come on over and watch the fights with me and share this with me. Yeah. It's not a duty, like I'm going to have them over, we're going to have a meal, and I'm going to send them away. That's right. As much as it is, I want them to come and experience something with me, experience my family and my life with me. So that is a part of it. I think it's bringing people into your life uh, to a specific experience, whether that's dinner or the game or dessert or coffee or whatever, where they are shown love and respect and inclusion. And I think part of that inclusion then is I want to touch on for a moment singles in the church. Do they go to the church? 
there's yeah there's people that are not married there's people that are single invite them over totally listen and i've had singles tell me point blank yeah right tim smith um is one of our preachers um he's one of these guys that can do a lot of different things in the church um great man godly man uh and he was 30 and still single praying god give me a godly woman i want to be married so bad Mm mm-hmm and did God deliver? Yes, he did. Holy smokes. A thousand fold. Oh, man. He got a godly he married woman. up. She's so awesome. Yep. She's, you know. Uh, so he, um, he found, but when he was single, he would say, listen, in, and it wasn't self-serving. It wasn't about him. He said, encourage the married couples and the families to invite singles with them after right. church. Yeah. He said, hey, want to come out? We're going to grab lunch. Why don't you come with us? Because exactly. singles are frequently on, literally on their own. That's right. They're in college or they've moved out and they're doing their own thing. And in church, unless the church is really large, there may not be a big pool of singles for them to hang out with. Yeah. And it shouldn't be that way anyway. And there might not be like a young adult ministry or anything like that. But like you said, it shouldn't be like that. Right. We're supposed to be the, the, the body of Christ. And that's a member of our body that is lonely. One of the things that I'm really excited about right now is, you know, my community group, we just call them CGs. In my CG, um, it's mostly people my age and older. Yeah. Right. So 40s, maybe some 30s. 30, yeah, it's 30s, 40s, 50s. And now we have a couple of young single ladies coming to this community group. And, and they're, they're definitely not introverts. They're extroverts. Awesome. They don't mind stepping in. And it's a blessing for us. And I know it's a blessing for them. Yeah. They're around more seasoned Christians. They're around some of these empty nesters whose kids have grown up and moved out. Mm-hmm. And that's what the church is supposed to be, right? Yeah. This, this dynamic uh, family of people from different generations and, and, and positions and stations coming together and treating one another as one. That's right. And I mean, uh, it's also good for your kids, I think, too, to see uh, other, for in my case, other you know, single men that are coming over. And they're, they're hanging out with them. Right. You know, my kids love when a few of our guys from our uh, single guys from our CG and from our church would just show up. Yeah. And come over for dinner or come to just hang out and talk. And they play with them. Yeah. You know, they get all jo- you know, they get all jacked and excited because I ain't got time for my kids. But this single <laughs> dude does. They're like, hey, I finally get to play, you know. And I think it's I think it's good for both. I think it's good for these single men and women to get to know a family and be part of a family, especially right. if they're going off to college because mm-hmm. they're separated from their family. They're yeah. separated from those that they love and they're on their own. And so to be included in a family, to be treated as an insider yeah, is, is impactful. I remember for myself, um, I've talked about this before, I think. Um, oh, Michelle's godparents. Michelle's godparents. Yeah. That was huge for me. That was big. Tell, tell that story. I, so I lived. I moved up to Canada, lived in Port Alberni, British Columbia, on Vancouver Island. And the only people I knew was this couple, uh, Brad and Julia, who now live in London. And they, Brad was a pastor at this church. Uh, and so I would hang out with Brad and Julia. I got to see them a lot. Um, but there was this family as well, Fred and Glenda Mather, that this older couple that just took me under their wing. They invited me into their home. I would go there nearly every night to have dinner uh, and drink uh, rye and Sprite. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it was a, a rye. Oh, no, sorry, rye and ginger ale. Glenda loved it, and it was fantastic. <laughs> she would take she would take some rye, mm-hmm. put a little couple cubes of ice, and put some ginger ale in it. Um, shared experience. It was a shared experience, and right. we and we would just sit there and we would talk. Fred and I would talk. Glenda and I would talk. Even and then I moved in into their basement suite. And Fred was, uh, and uh, he's retired now. He was a, 
a captain of a of a boat, and he would always have to go up to Gold River, uh, and he'd be gone for a week. Mm. And so I would, Glenda and I would just hang out and we would talk. She'd uh, make me dinner. She'd make me lunch. You know, Fred would always take care of me. He'd call me and see how things were going, thing, how things were at the church. And I felt like I was family. Yeah. To where some uh, uh some of their one of their sons would like they would they would treat me like I was a brother. They mm-hmm. had two sons, or they have two sons, and they would they would treat me as if I was just their third brother. Right. And they would say, Hey man, how's mom doing? Yeah. How's dad doing? You know, uh and we'd go and we'd go play golf together and we'd I'd go to every family event, every Thanksgiving, every Christmas, and I was treated really well. My dad would came up one year. Uh, and I remember him saying it to Fred. He would, he thanked Fred. He said, I want to thank you for being the father, for being a present father when I couldn't be around. Mm. And it really was powerful for me growing, yeah. uh, living there, feeling like I'm part of something. I'm away from everybody else, but I've got Fred and Glenda. Uh, uh, I, I mean, I hear that, man. And that's, that's really he- like heavy in a good way for me because you know, it's easy when you're married to be so focused on your marriage or yeah. if you're a parent, you have your own kids and you're so busy and you've got stuff going on. You forget the shared responsibility that we have for one another in the That's body right. of Christ. Yeah. And bringing somebody into your home can have a huge impact and, uh, on them and also on you. And uh, as much as you, know, you and I are saying we're not very good at it naturally, mm-hmm. I know that you've had two different guys from out of state staying in your home for, for a few different days each. Um, just to take care of them, just to love them. Uh, the, you know, you don't get anything out of that. I mean, spiritually, I think we do. Yeah. But you're the doing fellowship it, that we get. Yeah. yeah. But you're doing it to bless them, to love them, and to care for them. So, um, I know that it's obvious you've learned that mm. from these couples that have gone before you. You know, the, you know, the, the scripture says this. It says, "Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers." Yeah. And then it says, "For thereby some have entertained un- angels unawares." And everybody wants to focus on that. Yeah, yeah, They yeah. all want to like, are we entertaining angels? Okay, listen, don't, <laughs> don't miss his point, people. Exactly. All right, the point is, do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. That's right. The, don't expect something from it. Right. The, Christians should be the most hospitable people in the world because God has welcomed us into his family and into his kingdom, and we do not deserve that. We do not naturally belong there. But he, Amen. he said, come in. I love you. I'm going to receive you. In Christ, you are now mine. And we, we get to reflect that a little bit yeah. in showing hospitality to strangers. So again, it's not. the gospel. It is the gospel that drives this. This is, yeah, sorry. This is I'm I, I'm stuck on that. I'm stuck on the fact that this this is a gospel issue, and I'm convicted by that personally. Yeah, it's like because it's easy for us to say, "Well, I'm not wired that way." Uh, yeah, I'm an introvert, mm-hmm. so I'm out. Mm-hmm. Give me my space. It's a place yeah. where I could go my and retreat. Where's my study? And then you know, my my dad got used to have one, and my, my wife one. and I talked I about it, and we decided the right thing to do here is to um is to move into another house and bring mom and dad in, um and so we we did that. And, of course, I give up my lounge, whatever. It's not a big deal. Um, and so we move mom and dad in with us so that we can take care of them. And then my mom starts to have strokes. My mom has yeah. had three strokes. And now she's in a wheelchair and she, she can't get around. So um, that's family. Yeah. But it is still very much hospitality. Exactly. Like, you know, it's easy for kids, you know, who grow up and they get married and they have the kids and they do their own thing to think of themselves as just an, an isolated family unit. But – 
the responsibility we felt was we got to take care of my parents. And that was just as much Jen thinking that as it was me. And I think, I mean, somewhere in scripture now, I don't have it looked up right now, but it talks about that being a sign of faith. That's a sign of a believer when they are taking care of their, their parents and not when they're not neglecting, right. Neglecting them, you know, and that's something the discussion, even Michelle and I are having about the new car, a possible new car is okay. At some point there's going to be someone in my family that is going to need a place to stay. Yeah. Um, so and, it's gotta be a car bigger than just you and your wife and your kids. And it's gotta be a car that they're easy. They can easily get in and out. Of. Right. You know, uh, you know, I want, I love trucks, but I can't have a truck that's so high up <laughs> that this person, you know, these people can't get in. Right. You can't have your dualies. I can't have my, what is that? Dualies. What's a dually? Holy cow. Dude, Everybody, I don't know cars. All you, these dudes are Ford. making fun of you right no, now. No, I have a Ford Focus. I have no idea about cars. And you love that Focus, too. You, you know what? It is great on gas mileage. <laughs> <laughs> it's it is white. A, it is a, okay, it's white. It is it's a, white. It is, uh, it looks like a rental. It's got a very high From safety. From No, it's got a very high safety rating. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you making fun of me? These are the things I think of. No, it's good. It's good. And I only paid. It was under 15,000 Canadian. I bought it in Canada. What so is that? Is that like know. $10 American? I don't know how that works. Okay, it's like maybe $12,000. $12,000? Okay. 12000 US, 13000 And it's lasted me 10 years. That's a good purchase. That's the way I, like, hey, it's a good purchase. It worked out. It's standard. It's fine. Nothing For a guy that likes expensive shoes and bags, it's always funny to me that you like the, the, your car, which is a great car. I mean, there's, there's nothing wrong. I mean, it's, it's anti-cool. It's not cool. Um, neither are any of my cars, for that matter. But for a guy that likes expensive shoes mm-hmm. and bags, you're completely content and satisfied and even love your Ford Focus. Because that depreciates in value. <laughs> 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 to me, it's all about investment. Man, if we've learned anything from Jesus, is that he welcomes in, not we think of strangers as people yeah. we don't know, but not just strangers, sinners. That's right. People that are messed up. He, he says, come to come to me and I'm going to give you rest. Yeah. That's what hospitality is. Come into my house, come into my home, come into my life. I want to give you rest. I want to bless you. I want to take care of you. I want to provide for you. I want to give you something that, that you might not have right now. Mm-hmm. That's hospitality. So if we've learned anything from Jesus, one of the byproducts of that should be this impulse, this desire yeah. to bless other people in the same way. Absolutely. And I want to hit up one last area. Uh, for those that we've talked a lot, I think about those uh, within the church being hospitable to those within the church, and uh, and we've touched on neighbors, but I, I kind of want to hit about, uh, and I think you you said it, but I want to hit it a bit harder, um, is that we have an opportunity to share the gospel, you know, like we have an opportunity with our neighbors, yeah, to show them the love of Christ, right? For those that don't know it, you know, I'm not a fan of like. That's saying preach the gospel always and if necessary use words or anything like that. Yeah. I'm not that's not what I'm a fan of. Terrible. But what I am saying is they, they do those sense this love. There's yeah. they sense this difference. They sense this authenticity. That's a loud bird. Those are locusts or um Katie dids or something. What the heck are they doing? We're out in the wilderness, man. You live like you live in the woods. Oh, I know. See, this is part of my hospitality issue is I moved into a spot. I'm at a dead end street where people don't come around. Yeah. And so I chose leave this. you alone. I know. I chose this. But I, the, drunk people wander down here, though. That seems to be a thing. Yeah. A couple years ago, a guy went right down the road into the ditch over there. <laughs> at the end. And then just not too long ago, a drunk lady was walking around or something. 
Okay, yes. A drunk lady was walking around. I guess my car door was open, and she sat in the back seat. Your Ford Focus? No, no. It was in Michelle's uh, Durango. Okay. She sat in the back seat and started smoking a cigarette and passed out. (laughs) (laughs) But here's the thing. Here's the thing. She was very respectful. She left the door open while she smoked. Oh, that was very thoughtful of (laughs) the drunk lady. thoughtful. Yeah. So, like, we turned the car car alarm on. To scare her off? Scare her off. Instead of going out there and loving on her? No, man, I was freaked out. I was like, so I don't know lady, what's what is she going to do to well, you? First of all, I didn't know what you was going You weigh like 200 pounds. What's she going to do to you? All right, yeah. But I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know who she was. My neighbor down the street told me he thought maybe a uh, second- ISIS. You thought it was ISIS. Terrorist. Well, no, my neighbor thought that maybe I was having an affair and the woman came around. And oh. He's like, <laughs> so he came out. He, he told me he came out when he heard the alarm and he was like, oh, this might be a family issue. I'm going to turn around now. But no, anyways, the cops came by and uh, took her away. Well, yeah. I that just, wasn't very hospitable. Well, it took her home. I didn't press charges. I just oh, said, that's good. I said she was just drunk and trying to find a place to sleep it off. Right. And she was very kind. She left the door open while she smoked. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> she was the nice peaceful area you live in. I do live in Lots a of drunk area. people find their way right to your house. Okay, it was one person. Two. Okay, the two. the guy hit the ditch. You're okay, right. All right. Just saying, like, that's... It's pretty good. I've never had that happen in my house. Yeah, because you live out where no one goes. Not anymore. We're moving, son. Yeah, you're moving. You're moving. So, bottom line. Yes. It, 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 we have an opportunity to share the love of Christ right. with those who don't know. Yes. And Michelle does this a lot better than I do. You know, I've seen opportunities. God has provided me opportunities, and I'm reluctant to step in there. The impulse is to hold back. The impulse is to hold back. Michelle, though has shared the gospel mm. with with my neighbors. My kids have, in whatever way they're able to, they're two, three, and now five, they've shared the gospel with the kids around their friends and yeah. inviting them out to VBS and wanting to come out to church and tell them, you know, Jesus, Jesus died for our sins and mm. Jesus loves us. You know, uh, I'm the one that's holding back. Uh, and so I need to learn that this is an opportunity and to take those opportunities that God provides to share his love with those who don't know him. Yeah. That's good, man. Well, this, this episode is going to drop on Thursday. So if you're listening to this, it's, it's Thursday. Um, church is just around the corner when we're gathering together as the people of God. And, and think about that, that the church welcomes sinners. Hmm. Like they said, come. Like you and me. Absolutely. The, the worst of the sinners. Church welcomes sinners. Come on in. We, um, we love you. And God has this message of grace for you. Yeah. And we all are welcomed into church with our, not just our flaws, but our, our abject fail, failures. And there, what do we find? Grace. Yeah. That should be what is true in our homes as well. And, you know, with Jen and I moving into this new house in a new neighborhood closer to the church, um, there's a whole new neighborhood. It's a yeah. big neighborhood. This whole new neighborhood and as natural introverts, we need to press ourselves to be a lighthouse there mm. where we not only represent Christ in the things that we say, but also in the way that we live and whether or not that door is open for people to come in, right? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. 
Well, there's a lot more to say about hospitality. We're going to link some uh, some books that we think are helpful that helped me uh, in the show notes. So be sure and and check those out. And we'd love to hear like what you guys are doing yeah. in terms of hospitality. Let us know on Twitter, Facebook. Um, maybe you can use this podcast as a springboard to encourage ways in which practical ways in which people can demonstrate hospitality. We would you know that would be really uh, good for us. It'd be good for Jimmy and I to hear as well. Yeah, correct um, us. Yeah, we could, we constantly need correction. Um, speaking of helping, if they want to help this podcast, Jimmy, how can they do that? What they can do is head over to iTunes and go ahead and leave a review. Leave an honest review of what you think, honest being five stars, on how great, <laughs> I mean, whatever you're thinking, how great. But five stars is but probably five stars what they're probably, thinking. That's probably the best. Um, and the most honest uh, thing you could do is leave five stars um, and let us know. Let us know by heading over to DoctrineDevotion.com. Uh, there you can hit the contact us page and you can go ahead and fill out the form. Give us your thoughts, your ideas, your podcast, uh, like give us some podcast ideas. Right. Uh, and if you've got any criticisms or critique, you know, send them our way. Please know that we take them seriously. If they're dumb, we're going to read them on air, uh, and make fun of you, but that's very hospitable of us. I know that's how we practice hospitality here. Mm. And, um, listen, uh, be sure and tell your friends. You know you can use uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're on all of that. You can like us and, and join us on those things. But if you like this podcast, if you think it's encouraging, and we've gotten so many emails that, that have said you. that, thank you for that. Um, share it with others. We, we really The reason we do this is because we like to think out loud and talk yeah. and we have a good time. And we process it. Yeah. You're hearing us process. Right. Like I said, we didn't prep for this at all. We're just, we're just talking. But uh, if this is encouraging to you, then share it with other people and uh, help us to encourage more people. That would, be, that would be awesome. As always, thanks to Justin Bond of J. Bond Media for his audio and engineering wizardry. Yeah. Uh, he's fantastic. He's great. If you've got any need when it comes to audio, video, or photography, head on over to jbondmedia.com and uh, he'll hook you up. Get him while you can. Dude yeah, is, get him while you can. There might be an announcement soon where you. Ah, he's going to be. It. He's going to be in demand. Dude is in demand. The, yeah, the man is good. the man. He's good. J Bond, the man. He's got a righteous beard too. Fantastic. That's beard. that's part of the success in his life. I think is that righteous. I think beard. that's the only. No, I'm not no, 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 definitely because his wife is pretty awesome. She's fantastic. Yeah. So. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, every Monday, every Thursday, we're dropping new episodes. So you can subscribe via you know, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, whatever. And um, we're really grateful that you take the time to, uh, to listen to us. And we hope it's an encouragement to you. Later. Later. Later.